All right. Know what it is? You know who it is? We're back. Today I'm closing the trifecta. I got Jordan Genta, Dr. Jordan Genta of Prescript, uh, <laughs> business partner to Jordan Shallow, which I had on uh, not too long ago on the podcast. I'm really excited for this one. You're someone I've always wanted to talk to because I've listened to you a lot, but it's been a lot of Jordan Shallow lately and I haven't heard a lot. Yeah. So um, always someone I'm interested in learning more from. Um, so thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Um, I want to start off. I just want you to tell us about yourself. I want you to give us a little bit of insight into like your uh, fitness journey and then kind of your career and where it's taking you up to this point. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> so I guess, <laughs> so currently, um, I mean, a big part of what I do right now is uh, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I practice, I work with a lot of athletes in, uh, in terms of rehab and um, ways to optimize performance, I guess you could say. Um, so, so athletes that aren't necessarily injured, but um, think that they could be better. A lot of strength athletes. Um, with that, my, my main, my other main thing, <laughs> uh, prescript, um, you know, as you know, RX radio, uh, with shallow and, um, and Kelly and all that stuff. Um, so we're doing a lot in the education space right now. Uh, my part in that is more geared towards, uh, the sport of Olympic weightlifting. So I've been coaching Olympic weightlifting for probably about six years now, um, competing in the sport. I, I have a deep love for it. It's something that I've really enjoyed doing. I really enjoyed kind of nerding out, geeking out and, and um, coaching and, and teaching people about. So that's a big part of what I'm doing right now. Um, kind of before and leading into all of this stuff, it's a lot of my interest in the strength and conditioning world started really young. My, my dad kind of exposed me to it. He was always into fitness and, and strength training and um, I guess more towards combat sports. He was big into like uh, martial arts, jujitsu. What do you do? Um, so he did, uh, he has like a third degree black belt in karate. Oh, wow. He, um, he does currently does Brazilian jujitsu. Um, I'm not sure what his, what color his belt is yeah. in, in jujitsu, but he, um, and he's, I mean, he's done it all. He ran marathons when he was younger. Um, he's the one that got me into strength training when I was probably like, I don't know, old enough to walk and it's, uh, wrestling too. Wrestling was the big thing that kind of yeah, runs in my I blood and my family. Yeah. What's that? I said, I thought I've heard you say you wrestled before. Yeah. So, so I mean, really starting grade school all the way up through, um, a little bit in college and, uh, division three schools so and not, not that big of a deal, but, um, and then that led me into, uh, strength and conditioning through wrestling. So that was kind of my main sport. I played a little bit of baseball growing up, but I, I liked wrestling more and even more than I liked wrestling, I liked the strength and conditioning for it. So I started probably serious, like actual barbell in the gym workouts when I was probably about 12, 12, almost 13 years old. And I just haven't left the gym since. <laughs> and it kind of took me down all these roads. So after, um, after I got out of wrestling, I got into CrossFit I did that. I competed in that for probably about four or five years. And that's how I discovered um, the sport of weightlifting outside of kind of in the strength and conditioning realm. It's more so you do power cleans and then you do like the powerlifting movements. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's how I got an introduction into weightlifting. I think I snatched my first barbell when I was, oh fuck, maybe 20. 20 years old. So, so since then it's been kind of a continuous journey to learn more about the sport, to, to get better at it and to kind of share that knowledge with other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, that's, so I think that a lot of people have that. I think that's how people come to CrossFit really is like they were athletes in one thing and then they transition into CrossFit for more of the competitive than anything else. And then it takes mm -hmm. them to like the rest of their life in the fitness world or whatever it is that happens. Um, and, you know, I know you were a very competitive CrossFitter, like, you know, a very high level CrossFitter. So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and then how that transition to weightlifting happened, because, um, it, you know, you talk to a lot of people who are in the space of CrossFit and make a transition, but like from someone like yourself, who's a very high level CrossFitter, which he'll talk about and uh, having that experience is it's always cool to hear that background. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's I got into CrossFit because I had just 
ever ever since growing up, I just had these competitive urges. That's why I wrestled. That's why, you know, even just being in the gym was was competition between me and like the people that I would work out with. Um, I just had that that drive, maybe maybe that ego um, to to just push it as far as I could and, and kind of continually test that and, and get better at that. So that's kind of what led me into into CrossFit is, is largely due to my wrestling background because um, anyone who's who's been in the sport of wrestling, it's like you know, however long your match is, whether it's, uh, was it like six to seven minutes? Um, it's, it's basically all out. Like it's, it's metabolic conditioning is what it is. Like you get off the mat, you feel like your forearms are going to explode. Like your heart rates through the roof. You're going to be sore as fuck for like three days. Um, it's, it's all out metabolic conditioning. So it's, it's not necessarily high end strength though. The strength helps, but it's more so like a strength endurance sport. Um, which I, found very similar to a lot of the demands in CrossFit. So, so the feeling of doing a, a Metcon or a Watt or whatever you want to call it, um, it really took me back to that sensation of, of what it felt like to uh, wrestle a match. And there's that competitive aspect of it. I had um, really good training partners when I got into CrossFit as, as a sport. Um, so, so when I was competing in CrossFit, so it would be, you know, literally you're just beating the shit out of yourself. You're just taking yourself as far as you can go within the confounds of whatever that workout might be. And you're just seeing who can endure more. You or the person next to you. So it's, it's the part that I liked about it was, um, the mental challenge and the mental fortitude it took to not only, you know, uh, be good in a workout, but continually grow within, within the sport. And, and even back then I was competing from 2014 to 2017, maybe were like my competitive years. Um, and, and within that time, the sport was kind of continually changing and growing. So it was kind of a lot of unknown in terms of, of what to expect from the competition season. Um, so I kind of liked that it kept, kept me on my toes. It, it had a similar feel to, to the competition aspect than what I was comfortable with or, or what I've known from to be competition in terms of wrestling. And, uh, I was all, I mean, I've, I've never really been strong. Like I, you know, the guys at Prescript, like fucking Jordan and Stu will fucking bench press probably more than I'll ever squat. So fuck <laughs> those guys. But, but I don't like, I'm, they're, they're yeah. Right. I'm five foot five, 170 pounds, like soaking wet. So with that, it's, it's, strong it holds a very different meaning to me than it does to someone that's you know six foot tall like 300 pounds so so for me the fact that i'm coming from like weight class sports and and um these sports where i'm matched up against people relative to my my strength and size and like competing against anyone that can grab a barbell it really pushed me outside of what i knew to be kind of the 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 confines of what i was capable of in terms of strength training um, just because my strength had to be relative to my size when I wrestled, but in CrossFit, my strength had to be relative to the strongest guy on the floor. Yeah. So, so that, um, was something that I really appreciated about it. And it kind of, um, it put me outside of my comfort zone in what I thought I was capable of doing. Was there a moment and like, cause you went to regionals th- three times, right? Yeah, I went actually four times. I went once on a team and then three times as an individual. Okay. Was there ever a time you kind of like looked across and you're like, well, not like, I don't want to say like this wasn't for me, but you were like, yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like sometimes you go like, I, I've never been there, but like I know of people who have been there and like, like even where I was from. So I'm from New York and like I, I moved to Tennessee and every, every year in Albany for the past three years, except for I think this past year, uh, it was a Northeast regional. So it was like Frazier, Hatron. And I was like, (laughs) I can't imagine. Like, and I think of this in other sports too. It's like, you look across the floor and like LeBron's there or like, you're just like, nah, I'm fucking good. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest moment I had was like, I I mean, I just told you my dimensions. I'm I'm not a big guy, but like I show up and I see everyone that's competing and they're like CrossFitters in general, they're not huge dudes, but these dudes are like, probably five eight to five ten on average like 200 pounds so like compared to me that's like another half of my width because <laughs> these guys are just stocky as fuck i'm like oh, oh shit like i have to compete with these guys but it wasn't like uh so i was in it was 
uh, the NorCal regional at one point and that turned into the California and then the West region. It kind of evolved over the time, but like the big dogs around here, are like uh, names that are known are like uh, Josh Bridges, which is actually about the same size as me, but he's just, dude, he's like <laughs> his mental games on another level. Yeah. That dude's fucking wild. Um, and there's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Fisher. He, he's a pretty big dude. Um like Neil Maddox was there at one point that dude's fucking yoked. Um, (laughs) and like just these, these guys that are like the guys that I, when I got into CrossFit, they're the ones that like I followed, they were on my Instagram feed. So like, it's at that point where like, okay, I know who these people are and I'm like, I'm here to compete with them. So it was my attitude. A lot of the time in competition with, with CrossFit was not necessarily one of, um, you know, I don't belong here or, or high pressure, high expectations. It's more so like, I'm fucking grateful to be here. Like, this is dope. Like I'm the outlier in this pool of candidates. And it's like, you know, I don't know if I belong here, but I'm going to have a good fucking time and I'm going to see what I can do while I am here. No. Yeah. And like, and I definitely didn't like, I, I I meant it in like that way. Cause like, (laughs) no matter what, like, you know, like, so I, I do jujitsu and like, I had my first competition uh, this past year. And like, when you step in there and you just see some of the dudes that are like supposed to be in your weight class and you're just like, damn, <laughs> that's scary. And like, I yeah, can't that's... Imagine like you're in like a, you're in the highest level almost of, of the sport of CrossFit. So like those dudes, like the Josh Bridges, the Neil Maddox, you know, and you just look across and you're just kind of like, yeah, I think I just want to stick to the weight list. <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> worth doing all that. Stuff anyway. Um, so that's, that's awesome. And like, it's cool hearing that perspective. Cause like I said, you don't hear that many people that have been at least in like the CrossFit world, uh, to that level that like have made the transition you have. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that transition from CrossFit into weightlifting kind of with like that same question. I was like, did you ever, like, when was that moment that where you were like, I just really want to focus on weightlifting? Yeah, I think it was more of kind of a, a lifestyle decision than this moment of like, I don't, I don't, it wasn't like a pivotal thing or anything, but it's, I just got to the point where I was like, I was burning the candle from like every single end between like um, what we're trying to do at Prescript, what I was trying to do. I run my own practice here too. I I was uh, coaching, still am coaching at the time. I just had a lot going on and uh, you know, I've been in a relationship now for a long time. Um, So it's just balancing all those variables. I just got engaged yeah, yeah, this yeah, past year. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so that worked out, out, out of all these things. <laughs> um, but it, I was just, you know, and it, I've always kind of been that way is that I'll just try and take on as much as I fit or as I possibly can and, and work it out along the way. And it just, it really wasn't working out in most aspects. My, I was, you know, a lot of things were suffering at the expense of me spending time in the gym. Yeah. So it's, you know, training at that level in CrossFit, anyone who's done it or tried to do it, you're, you're doing two sessions a day, like five or six days a week. So it's, and each session is like two hours. So that's like, what's that two hours times. So that's four, that's 24 hours a week. Yeah. That's like, you know, more than half of a full-time job. Um, and then you add in the recovery, the, the 10 hours of sleep that I was forcing myself to get the, the meal prep, like it's, you don't have time to be productive in other areas when you're training at that level. And when, so that's the other part of it is training at the level I was at, I was, yeah. you know, I was sub elite, right. I, I'm not the best of the best. I'm a guy that's like trying to compete to be on the same floor as the people that are the best of the best. So, so at that level, it's not like you're making money off of it. It's not like you're making sponsorships. Um, it's just like this cool, hobby that you know takes over your entire life (laughs) so so the the roi on it just over time it started to really diminish and i i kind of had this this uh wake-up call where i'm like i i can't do this forever like i need to focus on my business i need to focus on what we're doing at prescript i need to focus on my relationships and and all that other stuff so the thing that like i said it's crossfit challenged me to um to push the limits in terms of how strong I could get to be able to compete within that sport. And in the process of doing that, I was, I was hitting numbers like snatch and clean and jerk um, that were on par with the national qualifying totals because of that. So 
it, it kind of made for an, for an easy transition that I can go from being relatively high level here to being relatively high level here. And, uh, the, anyone that knows anything about weightlifting, it's like, it's like the golf of strength sports. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's all about finesse and it's not necessarily about cross it, which is like, just try hard and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more so like, I want to make this movement pattern as flawless as possible. Um, so it's a lot more about um, just quality repetition. It's a lot more about learning the skill of the snatch and the clean and jerk. And that's something that I could, you know, you can, something as subjective as that, you can go down and you could learn your entire life and make these minor corrections and continually get better at. So it, it gave me kind of a, a less objective way to, to channel these competitive urges um, while still being a, a way to compete in a strength sport. Um, and I was kind of gravitated towards the strength stuff. I like back squats, um, snatches, clean jerks. I've always been some of my favorite lifts. Mm. So it just kind of really fit the, the things that I enjoyed doing. And it, it shed a lot of the extra stuff that I didn't really enjoy doing. Like I had to do like 45 minute row interval workouts or, or like an hour of running like once every week for when I was training for CrossFit. And I fucking hate that stuff, dude. Like I fucking hate running. That's why I have a car. Um, <laughs> so, so it was, it was, it's like, Oh wait, I get to do the stuff that I like and I don't have to do the stuff that I don't like. And I can still be like, somewhat competitive and I still really enjoy what I'm doing and it allows me all this extra time and energy that I can now channel into other avenues that might have been lacking because I was spending so much time training for this thing that I'm you know probably better than most but not good enough to to make a living or, or do any of these you know take any of these other things off of my plate with yeah no that's you know I, I think CrossFit's cool because it gives you that and I've always said this because I've uh I haven't been a fan of how they handle things. And like, I, I'm not a fan of like the coaching of it sometimes in the gyms, but like, right. you know, I think the way you described it is like CrossFit opens those doors. And I think it's always cool for people to kind of like go through the, even if it's just like once for a little bit, like a process of CrossFit, just because there's so many skills involved and you get to like pick that out and like, you get to see what you like. It almost gives you like a, uh, like I don't even, like a buffet of like all the movements and then, like after that you can kind of be like yeah well like I like gymnastics or I really like weightlifting or I really like running which I don't I don't know who actually really <laughs> like running, but, you know they get to do that stuff um but the, you know and and your journey into weightlifting um are you now competing at all or are you going to be competing is that like the goal or is this just like a more of like a you know because we're we'll get to that stuff but you have like courses now on that stuff but um yep. you know what's your goal with weightlifting? Yeah. So, um, I compete in weightlifting. I haven't, it's been, like you said, it's been a weird fucking year for a lot of reasons. Um, so the last competition I did, well, I'll take a step back is after I transitioned out of, um, CrossFit, I actually, I started competing and I actually was competing on the local level or at the local level in weightlifting when I was still doing CrossFit. Hmm. Um, but, but I just took it, started to take it a little more seriously um, once I stopped competing in CrossFit. So actually the first year after I stopped CrossFit, I, I qualified for nationals as a 77 kilo lifter. Um, I didn't get to compete that year, um, because, uh, my actually, actually my best friend got married the same day that I was set to compete. Um, so I'll hate him forever for that, but <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Shane, he's not going to listen, but, <laughs> um, but so I started competing almost immediately after I stopped competing in, in CrossFit. Cause I just, like I said, I've always had those competitive urges towards strength sports. Um, and then, so training was going incredibly well the rest of that year. Um, but then that later that year, they changed the weight classes. So I'm like perfect build for a 77 kilo lifter. I, I usually sit 78, 79 kilos and that's where I like to train at. Right. So they like kind of split the difference for me where, where the two weight classes I would be realistically able to compete in would be a, um, 73 kilo weight class or a, in the 81 kilo weight class. And I'm, I'm, it's just hard for me to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, I put a lot of time and energy and effort into it and, and it, it just takes a long time for me to put on weight. So, um, if I were to lift at 81, I would be coming in a little bit light. 
um, and competing with guys that were probably at 89 kilos and cutting down. Uh, so I just knew I wouldn't be as competitive there. So, so actually my first meet after they changed the weight classes um, was as an 81 and I lifted relatively well, but um, um, I knew I wouldn't be as competitive as, as I wanted to be if I were competing at that weight class. So I decided to cut down to 73. So it was like a, you know, six kilo weight cut. So it's probably like 14 or so pounds yeah. or 13 pounds. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. I hope you can't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so then uh, I cut down uh, my first meet. I had a, a rough cut. I missed the national qualifying total by like one attempt. It was my last clean and jerk. Um, so that kind of messed me up for that, that, season that training season because it was close to the cutoff for nationals so i had to um then go back and compete like a month later i hit the total i needed to but that was at that point like the the way the competition season went and the way that i chose to do these meets um it really messed me up by not hitting it at that first meet so then i had nationals like a month later so instead of being able to like peak for a meet and then kind of get my weight up train through and peak for nationals i kind of had to peak for a meet stay peaked, do another meet, stay peaked, and then do nationals. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, I think I got eighth place um, at nationals of the 73 that year. Um, and then I competed back in the Arnold last March. Um, I ended up, I got third place on the day. The, the guy that got first place in that competition, he actually got popped on his drug test for THC. Oh, really? THC wow. in competition. So that means that this guy was like high as fuck. He snaps like one, 120, clean jerk like 150. Um, so that guy's <laughs> clearly a legend. But uh, then then COVID hit and everything went online and I just haven't competed since then. Yeah. yeah that's great. <laughs> that, I mean, it's going to be a lot. Uh, I can't imagine. Doing <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um, I know. But cool. I mean, that's, yeah. And like, um, is the you know like what are the like are there any upcoming competitions or like is there anything that's like you know because things are like starting to kind of lighten up depending on where you are i know you're in california so i don't know i don't know if it's lighting up there but like um you know is there anything coming up yeah so so in california things are still pretty locked down there's been probably two meets over the last six months that have been in person and it's you know that it seems fine it's like a similar similar to what a normal meet would be like it just seems like it's a little bit slower paced or like cleaning the bar and shit in between um in between lifters so but honestly i haven't been um focused too much on competing just because of everything that that's been going on i um you know i kind of peaked as if i were going to compete at nationals this past year but um uh it was supposed to be in atlanta in december but they moved it online and it just um it's just, yeah, it's just not the same. So, so I didn't compete then. So I'm in a little bit of an off season now where I'm just really working on um, being healthy and just building up some higher end strength so that once kind of things normalize, I can hopefully get back into the swing of things. Awesome. Um, I'll always love competing. So I'll try and get on that national stage as long as I can. Yeah, that's awesome. And you got other stuff to worry about like prescript because you guys are crushing. <laughs> um, and uh you know, I want to talk a little bit about your, you know, your background. Cause I know, you know, I know you guys and Jordan started this together and like, I'm interested more about like your come up through this and how you've kind of positioned yourself. And then uh, we'll get into the other stuff, but we can start there. So, you know, your kind of starting point from prescript and, and, you know, um, how you got involved with it and then go from there. Yeah. Um, kind of the origin story is, so Shaw and I went to chiropractic school. We were in the same class and graduated together. So I, was, I met him in the fall of 2012. Um, we went through school together and we kind of quickly realized that we were like the only real meatheads in the class. So we kind of uh, hung out together, kind of kind of um, just had that mutual understanding, mutual respect, like, oh, you do this, me too. Like, like cool. Um, and just after school, after we graduated, we kind of went through this similar, similar experience where 
he was inside of boss barbell powerlifting gym. I was here at a CrossFit gym. I was still competing in CrossFit at the time. Um, and we decided to open up our own practices right out of school, um, in the gym. So, so basically our business models were very similar. So we would just kind of get together like once or twice a month and we would, we would talk business. We would talk about what we're doing, like what's working, what's not. Um, sometimes it would just be like, you know, let's go squat or whatever. Um, and just talk about how much we hate our life choices up until this point. Um, <laughs> Those conversations are fun. <laughs> yeah, right. The what they call like a quarter life crisis kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but but with that, we we were very aligned with a lot of things that we were doing in in chiropractic school is very extensive. <laughs> so we were just thinking about these ways, like what we could do to, to put ourselves in better position to, you know, pay off our loans and make a living and, and that sort of stuff. And we just kind of aligned on the same thought that we needed to be doing something online. Cause the, right. you know, first off chiropractic in itself is just not a good business model. And the successful chiropractors are the ones that are, are kind of going over the top and, and doing maybe a disservice to pay. I'm, this is all very biased in my opinion, but there's a lot, that's not everyone. There's a lot of chiropractors that are, you know, kind of run these scams where they're just like, Oh yeah, you need to come in three times a week for the rest of your life. And you know, it's paying off their $4 million home mortgage and all this shit. But it's, I think the business model in itself, it's just inherently, if you get people better, they're not going to come to you. So the better you are at your job, the, you know, the less you're going to see your patients. So it's, it almost has to be like this, this, uh, constantly churning thing where, where I feel like I'm pretty good at my job and I have my patient's best interests at heart. So the, the way that I get patients is by having people recognize that and refer people in because I'm not going to hold on to this pe person that doesn't need to see me for, you know, this five minute adjustment three times a week for the rest of their life. So, so just because we had this, this kind of, um, I don't know, just, just, I feel a more complete outlook because I'm coming from a strength and conditioning world. I've been in personal training for probably since I was like 18, so like 12 years now. So it's, that's just my bias and all this stuff is that it should be about health as opposed to being about dependency almost. Um, so with that, it's, it was hard to get a practice going with that business model where I'm like, you don't honestly, you don't need to come back. Like just do these exercises and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of, we both had this very similar approach and very similar mindset to um, what, what practice should be and what our ideals were. And that's kind of how, how Prescript was born. And to be honest, we didn't know what it was at inception. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. We, what it's grown into is much larger and, and much cooler than what we ever thought it would be. Uh, but at first we're like, you know, we don't really know what to do online. So we, it just started off. Literally we set up a Shopify store. Um, we like started a podcast and started posting about it on our social media channels. And then it's like, we have these customers coming to us and basically what we're doing is we just moved our practice online. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, um, fill out this intake form. I'm going to send you that stretches exercises um, that you should be doing, how you should be doing them in accordance with your training split. And we were like probably working ourselves into the ground at that point. Like it's, it's <laughs> the amount of work for, for the amount we were charging was just like, it was like nothing. Um, well, I remember your first, so I've been following you guys for a while. And like, I remember, um, some of your first, are you, and I don't know if you're talking about your programs that you guys wrote, um, but I got yeah. like the early, like one of the earlier versions of like the total bot, the lower body reset. Yeah, and it was yeah. only like fifty bucks, but I was like, Jesus, this is really fucking good for fifty <laughs> <Like, laughs> Did you get like a spreadsheet emailed to you? No, no, no. Uh, okay, okay. No, no. I think you guys had the app. app by that point. Okay. I, yeah, I, that I, was. I can't remember, but it might have been the app. Actually, no, I might have got. I think I might have got the spreadsheet because well, it was right before you guys got the app, and then like shortly after that, the app came out. Yeah, so that's how we started out. It was it was all spreadsheets, and it was like we had this Google Calendar that the two of us shared, and there would be like thirty fucking people on Monday, and we have to go through and send them their week of the program, all thirty people, and then do the same thing on Tuesday, and then do it on Wednesday, and it was just like the hours kept adding up the more people we would get <laughs> but the, the dollar dollar amount <laughs> didn't didn't grow in proportion yeah. um so so there was this time like it was probably about two years like down that road 
Um, and that's when RX Radio started to kind of take off um, just because we had done other podcasts and things like that. Um, but that's when we met our counterparts. And <laughs> so there's, there's uh, four of us that, that kind of make all the decisions and run the company. We have uh, me and Shallow, of course. And then uh, behind the scenes more so is, is Clem and Mark. Clem does all of our operations and outlines that. Mark does all of our tech stuff. And they're like, you guys have a really good idea here, but you're fucking idiots. <laughs> like the way you're running this is not going to work. It's not going to scale. So well, it's not weightlifting. They... You can't just lift it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so that was, and we didn't know the things, obviously we didn't know the things that we know now at that point. And we we're like a little bit hesitant about it, but, but we're like, should we, should we bring them on? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like what, what, what do people in business do? But thankfully we did. Um, and they have a lot more experience in these things. Both of them have PhDs are incredibly smart. Um, and somehow they, they ended up with us, but they basically over the next like six months automated everything that we were doing. So it cleared up so much of our time so that then shallow and I could focus on what we were good at. And, and that's like, that's this stuff, like the, the exercise stuff, we can do this in our sleep. Like yeah. we understand it, we enjoy it. So I don't enjoy filling out spreadsheets and emailing <laughs> them to, you know, 30 different people. Yeah. Um, so that's just a waste of time at that point. It, it's me spending my time that could be much more valuable in another area doing busy work. Yeah. So, so they, they offloaded all of that from us so that you know, and then over that, the next couple of years, we kind of shallow did a lot of traveling. He got in with um, Ben Pukalski and did some seminars with him and started going and doing his own stuff. And, and through that, um, just really got the prescript name out there. And then when the pandemic hit the, the beginning of last year, it, it forced everyone online, which was the direction that we were heading anyway. So we honestly, the timing couldn't have been any better for us to have the systems in place that we did that were like, well, all right, we do the same thing. We just do the same thing online now. So, so we kind of switched over um, at a time that was really advantageous for us to, to, you know, not have to travel or shallow to, you know, have a home base and everything kind of comes to us. And it, it really made the process really efficient and opened up the doors for us to start putting out these other courses like um, the weightlifting course um, that I just recently put out. Um, Killian, he'll have a course that starts um, this coming week yeah. and um, and really just start to, to get our chunk of the space and say, okay, this is it. This is what we do, um, which is, you know, it took five years for us to get to this point that, you know, now we understand what we are as a company, but I think that's how it, how it has to happen. It was a very kind of organic progression um, for us to get here. And, and it, we, we held true to the values and, and the principles that we wanted to portray and the stuff that we wanted to put out there. And I think people really appreciate that. Yeah. I think, I mean, outside looking in, from my perspective, you guys were always like educational. So I think it was just a matter of time before <laughs> you actually got there because I remember the first couple times I listened to uh like RX radio I don't, I don't remember how early I found you guys I don't specifically remember when I found you guys but I remember when I did find you guys I was like what the fuck dude like these and like Jordan would just go on the rants and like shallow would go on the rants and you guys would both have your moments but like it was like a lot of stuff that was like refreshing to hear and like look like I learned a ton um and like Jordan would always use big words and I would like get confused <laughs> even like being in the space myself and like having the information and just like, he would go on those, like, don't those things he called like the don't take the don't blink rants. And he just like goes <laughs> for it. Um, and then like, you guys have your back for it. But like, you know, I think as soon as I found out that you guys were introducing like the courses um, I got excited because of how long I've been following you guys and like how much I've already gotten from you. So like hearing that you guys were like introducing this like specific actual like breakdown of how you do things was, it was awesome. Um, and I kind of want to, you know, obviously if, if you can break down, you know, the PSL one just a little bit, and then your course that you do, which is the Olympic weightlifting, which we can get to after, but like, you know, what the idea was starting and then, you know, where your guy's goal is to take that in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the prescript level one for anyone that, that doesn't know or hasn't taken, it's a 16 week 
um, completely online course. And basically it's, I mean, shallow's brainchild. It's (laughs) um, so the first eight weeks goes through basically um, it's a breakdown of anatomy and uh, biochemistry and kind of muscle function through body region. So it's, it's almost split into um, shoulder, hip, and spine. And it, and it talks about how these three areas kind of work in, in, I don't want to say isolation, but, but how a shoulder works and then how a shoulder integrates with, with the bigger picture with the rest of the body. Um, same thing for the hip, same thing with the, the trunk or the spine or the core, whatever you want to call it. Um, and really what it focuses on is how these things are meant to function and defining function around these things so that when we see dysfunction or people that have issues in these regions, we can relate it back to and kind of superimpose that, that image of function over that so that then you can start to make these inferences and, and, and draw a comparison and figure out piece by piece what the issue might be and, and what the road to correction is. Um, so that's the first eight weeks. And then after that, um, it goes into more what I look at as a rehab scope or what as um, just because of my background, the clientele that I work with, uh, but it's, it's perfectly applies to um, like the bodybuilding hypertrophy um, kind of training methodologies of uh, muscle action versus muscle function. And again, breaking that down into uh, how specific muscles behave or, or um in certain positions or at different joint angles and how you can use that to better regiment your training or um, make it so that there's not as many redundancies or work to rehab injuries or, or um, just work to be better well-rounded with your training. And then it kind of ties it all together through the lens of how you can relate that to yourself and your clients. And over the past year, a portion that we added to that now is our uh, prescript lab sections. So we have, uh, currently we have three of those per week. So it's three hour long sessions. Uh, one is uh, Shao and Killian, one is uh, James McIntosh and one is myself. And basically what you can do is it's, it's kind of, it's almost like this, right? It's, it's a video call where you can go through, have a conversation um, with not just us, but the rest of the coaches in that course, which it, which has been, probably one of the, the biggest things that's helped me grow as, as a practitioner and as a coach over the past year is talking to, you know, I get to talk to 20 to 30 different um, strength coaches that are high level in their field, whether they're working with college athletes, professional athletes, uh, bodybuilders, weightlifters, I think rowers. That was the thing for me it was like after the course, absolutely I mean, like, friends that I've never obviously never met in person, but like I made friends yeah. that like I get to go to now and like, um, you know, talk to and bounce ideas off of business and, you know, fitness. And it's been like one of the coolest things, but continue. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it's really become an important part of the bigger picture of, of where we're heading um, is that kind of community aspect is that we're not necessarily limited by our geographical location um, to build this, this internet community of people that want to become better in their field and have this progressive way of thinking. Um, and I love to see that, that it's a good mix of there's, we have chiropractors, we have PTs, we have a lot of students. So people that are going through those programs um, or kinesiology programs. And then we have people that are currently uh, personal trainers, people that are working, you know, maybe with professional athletes. Then we have people that are interested in getting into uh, personal training. So it's really a whole spectrum of people. And then with that becomes just a different, uh, a different lens that you can look through from each one of those people. Or um, I learn more from the questions that get asked than I do like some of the answers sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's the big thing that, that um, I really enjoy about those is getting to see other people's thought process and how they would approach a situation as opposed to, to kind of the, the final product of, um, you know, this is the answer to the question. It's how did we get to that answer? And that's, what's really cool. And it can be done in kind of a collaborative way um, between everyone. So that's something that I think is, it, it adds a lot of value to, to the courses. And I know I personally have gotten a ton of value out of that also. No, yeah. And like, I, I think that the best way for me was 
like their describe it was like the the first eight weeks was like theoretical it was more about like the understanding of everything and then like jordan actually i didn't i didn't get to have like anything from you or killian when i took it it was just jordan um but it was just you know practicality at the end was just like how you actually like use all this information and put it mm-hmm. into like your programming how you deal with a client in that regard how you actually like understand uh tension and obviously <laughs> and i was thinking the other day I, I saw uh people are starting to make memes of shallow and i was like that's <laughs> what you know you're getting there and like getting memes made of you um someone made the uh i see dead people but they put him in a bed and said i see vector or uh i see uh what was the word Cur- like graphs or something like that i forgot what it was. <laughs> resistance profiles yeah strength yeah, curves yeah. um yeah but yeah and like you know i i think you guys are definitely i can't wait to do the second and hopefully get all the way up to the fourth uh, because i I love what you guys are doing but um so taking like the psl1 um and if you haven't yet i definitely recommend it if you're in this field but um you know transitioning for your own into olympic weightlifting course um what were some of the things that you took from that and then implemented here and then the things that you kind of like changed and tweaked to make it your own yeah the big thing is that um Olympic weightlifting, it's, it's very skill-based and it's kind of self-selecting in terms of the audience that, that choose, chooses to or gravitates uh, to do it. So, so what I mean by that is it, it takes a high degree of um, range of motion, joint stability. It's very demanding on the body. And some people just, they just don't want to do it because of that. Uh, maybe they're not, they're not apt to being able to get into these positions or, or, um, it's just something that, that doesn't suit them in terms of interest. Um, but what I have found is that again, like kind of like you said earlier is that CrossFit just like it throws a bunch of shit at a wall and and you see what sticks, right? Like, uh, the people that we will send to the Olympics in now 2021, um, I think all of them have besides maybe Robles, if she goes have found weightlifting through CrossFit, Mm. which is fucking crazy. So, so, basically what it's doing is just introducing this, this thing to people that might not have known it would have existed other than that. So, so my idea in making this course is I've seen, I've seen CrossFit. I've lived in that world. I've seen what it does to people in terms of, of creating them as weightlifters. And, um, a lot of times, a lot of things get, get skipped. So learning weightlifting as weightlifting and learning weightlifting through CrossFit are two can completely different worlds so a lot of what i do is i work with crossfitters to make them better weightlifters um so people that have been exposed to it through crossfit but have this interest in it as a sport or or at becoming better um at weightlifting the snatch to clean the jerk specifically um and and the fundamental difference between that and what they do in CrossFit is CrossFit, it's, it's not necessarily about quality. It's about getting from point A to point B in terms of, you know, what competition is or, or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. When it's completely the opposite, when you look at um, a sport of weightlifting, it's all about how you execute. Um, you, people will train for, you know, say they're going to the Olympics or they're trying to go to the Olympics. They'll train for four years for six lifts six lifts right that's that's you know if each lift is 10 to 15 seconds on the platform that's like two minutes in competition that you're training four years for so it's all about execution in the moment and being able to recreate that time after time after time so with that my my big goal in introducing this course and i've taken all the you saw educational stuff i've done the courses of um i i know what they have to offer and i'm not anything against uh, USA weightlifting or any educational material that they provide, but I don't think it teaches a lot of the very important things in terms of, of learning about your body and learning how to progress an athlete um, with the goal of long-term progression. Yeah. Right. So, if, so what I see a lot in, in what you kind of see in a lot of these sports is in a lot of countries throughout the world, there's these kind of large government funded programs um, where it'll be, they'll be working with this huge funnel where they're starting maybe with 10,000 athletes and it funnels down to, to their eight, eight men or six women or whatever they have, however many weight classes there are um, that they'll send to the Olympics. And 
the idea there is if it's just a numbers game at that point, the people that are going to excel are going to excel. It's not about the system refining these people. It's about finding the people that are apt to do this thing. And in America, it's just, we don't really have that. And I've actually, I have in the past and I currently am working with coaches that have this kind of system set up for them. So, so uh, a coach that I work with is he runs a high school program. And, and as a physical fitness class, they get credit for doing weightlifting. So he gets access to, I don't know, there's probably like a thousand students in, in the high school or, or maybe more. He gets ask, access to all these students and throws them through the funnel. And the ones that are excelling at it, you get put over here. This is, you're a weightlifter now. Um, the other ones are like, okay, this is your strength and conditioning for, for football, for track, whatever it is. Um, but with that, the, the system the part about that system is that yes, the people that excel at weightlifting are going to continue to excel and they're going to separate themselves as an outlier from the rest of the pack. But if you don't know how to keep that athlete healthy and keep them developing over a long period of time, then they're just going to burn out or they're going to have injuries or um, they're going to find these things that are going to put a, a ceiling on or a cap on what their performance will be later down the line, especially with younger athletes. So my intention in creating this course is that we can now take this material and give everyone access to it, that this is a way that you should be striving to progress through this sport. And it gives you um, concrete things that if you can do this, then you have the requisite range of motion, you have the requisite stability that you will need to be able to complete a snatch safely. And now you have the green light to go ahead and start to learn the skill of the snatch where a lot of times it's, it's kind of flipped. It's like, okay, this is the snatch. If you can snatch, then you're good. If not, we're going to continue to snatch until it looks better, which yeah. isn't, it's, it's not necessarily what we need to do is we need to work on your shoulder function. We need to make sure you have enough extension in your thoracic spine. We make to, we need to make sure that you can get into a stable front squat position before we start to clean. And there's all these issues that can arise from not being able to, to fulfill that prerequisite criteria of, of mobility and stability um, and just, just motor control that, we would never have to take care of these things if these people went through this process the right way from the start. Yeah. So that's the lens that I'm looking at and putting this uh, educational material out there because there's, there's now this greater need and this greater want for the sport of weightlifting. Yeah. So my part in that is I want people to be able to go through and be able to learn this in a way that's going to allow them to do this for the rest of their life. Yeah. And I think that weightlifting is one of those sports along with like, you know, uh, some of the, you know, there's, there's sports out there that are like, it's almost like hard to get into unless you know, like I said, like CrossFit has done, has helped it. But I think weightlifting is one of those things that like here it's been underdeveloped, like you just said, and um, we've like lacked in it to a certain degree because of that. And I've always loved it. And like, I found it through CrossFit uh, mm -hmm. and you know, it, it comes up with understanding that like I, I wish I had that in high school too and I think a lot of us now are like damn I wish I fucking had that in high school or that was extra credit because I would have <laughs> you know whatever and that that stuff helps and it's crazy to think that you know you see the progression of that and um, understanding to get into it you know being younger and starting that sport it, like anything else is that much easier and it helps you get rid of those shoulder problems or those hip problems. Cause you're starting off. So, you know, young and it, it's so much easier to fix those problems at that age that uh, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's good. And are, so is with the Olympic weightlifting course, is that uh, something you're, is that every six weeks too, or is that something else that you, like you do that differently? Yeah. So this one's slightly different. Um, we're kind of, we're trying to move towards this model, but it's all um, it's all automated basically. Okay, cool. So you could sign up literally whenever you want to, um, it's a five week, uh, there's five weeks of content and then the sixth week is, uh, an exam. So it's all, um, you know, do at your own pace. You once, as long as you have a prescript account with us, you'll have access to the material. So it's not like we, we give it to you and then take it away. It's something that you could then reference back to. And, you know, if you have an athlete that might fall into this category and you need a refresher, you can go and look at the material. Um, and then with that, you also get access to all of our, um, all of our labs with all of our coaches. So in case there's any questions or, or things that, you know, you, a lot of times what we end up doing in, in the lab sections is case studies. Um, so if there's, you know, a certain 
client or population that you're working with that, you know, is posing a certain issue, then a lot of times we can go through that and sort that out pertaining to, to how it might apply to that athletes or populations you're working with. Cool. All right. Awesome. So what's, what's kind of next for pre-script and you and just like in general, what's, what's going on next, anything coming up, anything in terms of like, um, you know, other certifications or, uh, fitness in general. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're continually looking to expand our course offering and, and expand what we are doing and our reach, uh, within the fitness world, if you could call it that. Um, the, the major thing is we have the, the prescript level two yeah. coming up that should be available in March of this year. Um, Shell is putting out a manual for the prescript level one. So that should be available probably around the same time. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have the skill acquisition course with uh, Killian kicking off end of January. Um, and then that's, that's the near future for us. Um, we're coming up with some cool options um, um, for people that haven't taken the courses, but have some interest in finding out uh, what we are as a company or, or what we do um, to hop in on some of our, our lab sections. So we're trying to really expand that and grow the community uh, through that. We just brought on, if you guys have been in the, the labs, you know who James there is. So we, we just brought him on as um, kind of a moderator for to add into the lab section. So that should be, should be pretty exciting. Um, we have our, our barbell course, uh, powerlifting course with uh, Shallow and Stu. Um, a lot of really good content, a ton of experience between those two, some strong fucking dudes. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of our current lineup. Um, we, we definitely have some, some more things in the works, but, uh, but in the next probably six months, that's what you'll see out of us. Um, in terms of myself, I don't fucking know, man, <laughs> make it through 21. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for level two. Um, hold me a spot. Well, I'm going to ask <laughs> you to hold me a spot early. So I have to wait list, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are doing a great job. Um, you know, I'm excited. I got to talk to you finally. Cause I haven't really, you know, I've listened to you enough, but I haven't gotten to like sit down like I have with Jordan or Killian. Um, yeah. but yeah, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, shout out the Instagram and the other stuff so they can come find you there. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, you can find me, uh, let's go business. Instagram is the functional Cairo. Uh, my personal is red, white, and Jordan, no H in white. Uh, if you guys are in the Santa Clara, California area, you guys can find me. Um, just go to the functional Um, I do online consults, um, for coaches, for clients, injury consults, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so if you guys are interested, feel free to reach out. Um, Jordan at the functional Cairo is my email.com. Um, yeah, if you have any questions about the prescript stuff, hit us at info at prescript.com. Um, if you want to check it out, uh, the website's just www.pre-script.com. That has all of our course offerings on it. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, obviously you can shoot them my way too. I'll answer them and send you to either one of these guys or hook you up in some way. Um, but yeah, Jordan, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure and talk again soon. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you listen this far, hopefully you did, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.